a new year full of surprises. But one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up, your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com is like your own personal post office, wherever you are. You can even take orders on the go with the mobile app. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Schedule package pickups, automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options, and seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. There's even a supply store where you can stock up on mailing supplies, labels, even printers. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. All you need is a computer or phone and printer. Take a chunk out of your mailing and shipping costs this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. And if you're new here, welcome. My name is Jasmine. I am a certified life coach, content creator, and the host of this podcast where we talk about all things lifestyle, wellness, and self-growth all from a balanced and realistic perspective. So I just have to say after taking a mini break from the podcast, it feels so good to be sitting down and chatting with you guys again. A little reset and recharge moment was much needed, especially after my last episode. If you didn't catch that one, it was definitely a deeper conversation that we had. We talked a lot about unpacking emotional wounds and healing from your past and it was a lot to record edit and just process that episode so I'm glad I gave myself a little break I'm using my brother's microphone to record so if it sounds a little different than my normal episodes it's because I'm using different equipment and I'm not sure exactly how everything sounds you know with this so I'm just hoping for the best but in today's episode I wanted to share my daily that girl checklist if you will these are all things that I do or that I keep in mind that help me to be that girl or the best version of myself and I just want to make it clear that this isn't going to be a super surface level conversation around like doing a specific skincare routine or wearing your hair a certain way in order to be that girl. Those things definitely do play a role in helping you feel like that girl but to me being that girl is so much deeper than that. It's about the energy you exude, it's about your state of mind, your confidence, how you value yourself and I'll definitely touch a bit on the physical side of being that girl and the things I do to look good and feel good but I also want to focus on the internal things that I do and practice that help me to feel and be that girl but before I get into my checklist of the things that I do or embody on a daily basis I do want to do a bit of a life update just because it's been about a week or so since my last podcast episode and as some of you might already know I'm currently back in my hometown I've been here since a little bit before Halloween so by the time this episode is up it'll be about 17 days that I've been home And if you did happen to catch my last episode, then you know I was feeling a bit nervous about coming back home for that long and just some of the things that I was dealing with emotionally. And in terms of where I'm at mentally and emotionally now that it's been a few weeks, I did want to give a little update from where we left off. So I'll start off by saying that I definitely have had a few emotional moments since I've been home. Nothing crazier, but just in the sense that I have 
felt a bit of guilt at the fact that I'm not physically present for my siblings, my little sister specifically. If you didn't know, I have a brother who's 25, I'm 28, and then I have two younger sisters. They are both 11 and 10. So there's there's a bit of an age gap there. And I felt guilty because you know, whenever I do come around or even if we're just talking on the phone, they're always asking me if I am ever going to move back home or why I moved so far away and if I could move closer. And they were definitely telling me these things the first week that I arrived. And it's really hard to hear them say these things because I feel like as much as I do try to be there for them, it never feels like I'm doing enough because I am not physically present for them the way that I would like to be. And I deal with this constant battle between wanting to physically be there for them, but also needing to do what's best for me and my life and I just know that if I were to move closer to home I would be sacrificing my mental health and I would be putting my own goals and my own life on hold and I just don't think that I'm willing to do that so I have been feeling a lot of guilt specifically the first week that I was home and that has been tough to navigate but I'm definitely moving past that and just doing my best to be here for them while I'm physically here and of course moving forward when I'm not physically here to make sure that I'm checking in on them daily and just being as present and supportive as I can even if it's from a distance but I was having this conversation with my boyfriend when I was going through this and he reminded me that as much as I do want to be here for them, the best thing that I can do is be the example for them. And even though it's hard to be far away from them and it's hard to miss out on like the day-to-day moments, especially at the age that they're at now, they're growing and evolving so much every single day. The best thing that I can do as their big sister is to live my life on my terms and make my dreams and my goals happen and be the example for them so that when they become older they see me and see that I wasn't afraid to go after the things that I want and I wasn't afraid to step outside of my comfort zone and inspire them to eventually do the same in their life so that really helped me to shift my perspective away from feeling guilty and just look at it as I'm doing what's best for me and in the end that's also going to be beneficial for them to see someone who has done and said all the things that they they've wanted to do because I know for me growing up I didn't really have anyone to look up to I didn't have anyone that inspired me and I can only imagine where and who I would be if I did have someone to guide me or inspire me so that has been I think the biggest thing that I've dealt with emotionally and there's also been a few adjustments that have been a bit difficult just like little things you know for example going from being in my own home in my own space and doing things my way to all of a sudden being in a house full of other people where there's constant chaos and noise and things happening but I already kind of anticipated that, so it wasn't that difficult of an adjustment, but I've just done my best to communicate, you know, what I need and give my, also give myself what I need when I need it. For example, this is the first podcast episode that I'm recording since I've been here and I told my family, I need pure silence for at least an hour, so put on your headphones, go to the other room, please do not disturb me because I need to record this episode. I've just been doing my best to work with what I have 
And honestly, other than that, I have been doing so much better than I thought initially. I, If you listened to my last episode, like I said, I was so nervous and anxious for a lot of different reasons. And I think I just severely underestimated myself in terms of how much I've grown. And I can say that since being back home, I have had so many powerful revelations and I also feel this new level of self-confidence because I have surprised myself in the way that I've been able to show up for myself, the way that I've been able to navigate difficult situations or protect my energy around certain people and I have just been doing so much better mentally emotionally physically than I thought I would and that was a nice surprise and I definitely feel proud of how I've been handling things so one of the main revelations that I've had was realizing that the people and places that once made me feel small no longer have that power over me I'm not who I used to be and I know that I will never be that version of myself again and I think the reason why I've downplayed my growth to this point is because my thought process has always been it's easy to be the best version of yourself when you're free from the things or the people that trigger you or when you don't have any distractions or obstacles in your life in those circumstances showing up and being your best self is easy in my opinion but the real test of your growth is when you are in the face of adversity or challenges or triggers and for the last three years ever since I moved pretty much I've been away from all of my triggers I've been away from the things that challenge me or upset me and in my mind I just kind of always downplayed it as the reason why I'm able to be the person that I want to be is because I'm not around the things that trigger me and I think that was a big reason why I was nervous because being back home I am constantly surrounded by obstacles, distractions, triggers, and I think a part of me doubted if I could still show up and be my best self in this environment. And like I said, I severely underestimated myself because I have been able to show up as my best self in challenging situations. I've still been doing my daily habits, showing up for myself. I've been doing a pretty good job finding balance between work and life and I just feel really proud of myself for being able to do it all. Since being home, I've really proven to myself that I actually am who I say I am and I don't have to doubt myself anymore and it feels like I've stepped into this totally new era of self-confidence. So that's how my trip has been so far from a healing perspective. I've also just been spending a lot of time with my friends and my family. My best friend and I finally got matching tattoos to solidify our friendship and it's going to sound so basic but we both got the shape of a sun to represent where we met so a little backstory we met at a yoga studio that we both worked at it's called shine yoga studio so the sun is for the name shine we didn't want to do the word shine just because we didn't like it but we liked the sun symbol better so that is what it represents just where we met i think i've shared this story before but i'll just quickly reshare it again i believe that she got hired a month before i did and she was one of the people who was training me and and I'll never forget the first day I met her she was showing me all the things on the computer and I remember I was watching her explain everything to me and without even thinking I just blurted out the question 
are you a Virgo? (laughs) And when I tell you she stopped talking immediately and just looked at me crazy like, what did you just ask me? But what do you know? It turns out she is in fact a Virgo. Not only is she a Virgo sun, but she's also a Virgo rising with a Taurus moon. I am a Taurus sun, Cancer moon, and Cancer rising, just FYI. And honestly, ever since that moment when I asked her, are you a Virgo? We just bonded and clicked instantly. Like it was just one of those friendships where it felt like we had known each other for many, many lifetimes. And that was back in 2019. And we've been thick as thieves ever since through all our moves, all our relationships and everything. So it felt really nice to you know, do this thing for ourselves and get these matching tattoos. So I will always have a part of her with me and she will always have a part of me with her. But um, yeah, other than that, it's been nice to catch up with family, friends, see people that I haven't seen in a very long time. I've also met new friends. Overall, it's been an unexpectedly more rewarding trip than I thought it would be. I knew that it would be a good trip and that I would enjoy spending time with some of my family and friends, but I did think that it would be a little bit more emotionally draining or taxing but it really hasn't been that way like I said I did have my moments but I think that's all part of the healing journey and the process of it all but it's been a very great trip so far it definitely has been a challenge to kind of find that balance a little bit but I think that overall I've been handling it pretty well Okay, so let's get into my daily that girl checklist. These are all things that I either do, embody on a daily basis that help me to feel like that girl, to feel like the best version of myself. The first thing on my checklist is when you look good, you feel good. So I know I said that this checklist was going to be deeper than the superficial stuff, and it is, but I also can't deny that the way you look on the outside affects how you feel about yourself on the inside. And I just first want to say that over the last few years I have had such an up and down relationship when it comes to finding a balance between taking care of my physical appearance versus my mental health and my overall well-being. I will say in my early 20s before I really began my personal growth journey I was a very vain and very materialistic person. Wherever I went whether it was to the grocery store, to my gym, to work, I always, always had a full face of makeup on. My appearance was the most important thing about me because at the time, that was the only value that I really placed on myself. And during that time in my life, I did not do any sort of self-reflection. I was very unaware of a lot of my own traumas and I still had so much to unpack and heal from. So there was definitely an imbalance of focusing too much on my outer appearance and placing no focus on my inner self. And then when I did start my personal growth and my spiritual journey, I did a complete 180 and I started only focusing on my healing and growing from within. I stopped caring about how I looked. So again, there was another imbalance. And for a long time, I thought that you could only be one or the other. You were either a person who cared about their physical appearance and you were super vain or you were someone who cared about doing the inner work and you didn't care about how you looked on the outside and maybe for some people that 
is the case but for me personally I've learned that in order for me to feel my best and feel like that quote-unquote girl I have to have a balance around taking care of my outer appearance and also working on my inner self and doing the inner work and right now I would say and also coming into 2024 I am entering an era where I'm starting to shift my focus more on how I physically look and doing the things that I've been wanting to do to feel like the version of myself that I see in my head and again all within moderation and balance I'm still doing the inner work but I'm also learning to prioritize my outer appearance more as well. So for me, this means taking care of my physical health, finding a fitness routine that works for me and being consistent with it. So while I've been home, I've been doing a ton of walking and it's been really nice to go on a walk every single day. And aside from taking care of my physical health, just looking good and put together also helps me feel like that girl. And I just want to make it very clear that looking good doesn't mean that you always have to have your hair done you have to have your makeup done heels on I mean it definitely can if you want but for me it's more so about the overall version of what looking good feels like for me so for me looking good is looking clean looking polished and put together but there's also different versions and different levels to that so for example when I'm running errands I might wear a matching workout set i might have my hair slicked back bun i might wear minimal makeup with some gold jewelry to me that's looking clean polished and very put together but also let's say when i'm going out to dinner i might wear a blazer and jeans and a top and again it's a different version of clean polished and put together so when i am getting ready for whatever no matter what it's for or where i'm going that is what i have in mind I also think finding your style and what you personally feel confident in plays a huge role in feeling like that girl, whether that's clothing, hairstyle, or how you do your makeup. And honestly, my best advice for finding what helps you feel like that girl is just because something is trending does not mean you have to follow the trend. If there is a trend that you like and it works for you and you feel good in that trend, amazing. There is absolutely nothing wrong with that. But don't feel pressure to follow every single trend that you see just because it's a trend. A big part of being that girl is being rooted in your authentic self and feeling confident from within. And if you're wearing clothes that don't feel like you or you're wearing your makeup in a way that doesn't highlight your best features, it's going to be really evident and you're not going to truly feel confident because you're not being authentically you. Also, some of my favorite ways to get inspo are Pinterest and looking for styles that I naturally gravitate towards and paying attention to what I like and what I feel best in. I also really love taking those personal style quizzes and putting my results on Pinterest afterwards as well. So that's a little tip for you if you're struggling to find what you feel good in or what your best look is for you. The second thing on my checklist that helps me to feel like that girl has been seeking my own validation. So it is so true when they say, as you get older, you start caring less about what others think or say about you. And if only insecure 21-year-old me could see how 28-year-old me could not care less about other people's opinions, she would be in awe of this version of myself. But 
I definitely still give that version of myself so much love because she was doing the best she could with what she had at the time. But honestly, I've just gotten to a point in my life where I am not interested in putting myself in a box to make other people more comfortable. I'm not interested in following a certain timeline or having to prove my worth or myself to anyone. And as someone who used to hate the idea of someone not liking me for whatever reason, I now genuinely do not care if someone doesn't like me. It's not even a thought in my mind anymore because I have truly learned to love myself for who I am. I know myself, I know my heart, I know my character, and I know that I'm not for everyone and everyone is not for me and I don't need to be and I'm totally okay with that. I find that the more that you work on yourself internally, the more you realize that many people lack self-awareness and rarely do any sort of self-reflection. And I don't mean this to sound superior in any way, but I've come to understand that people can only connect with you at their own level of self-awareness and where they can meet themselves. And if a person can't even be honest with themselves, I honestly don't place much value on their opinions or thoughts that they might have of me. I've also found that when you do begin to seek your own validation, you begin to develop a sense of self-worth that is not dependent on external factors and you really begin to radiate self-confidence and the people around you will feel that about you. Someone who is quote-unquote that girl exudes confidence because she doesn't need constant reassurance or approval from others. She is rooted and grounded in who she is authentically and she doesn't feel the need to prove herself to anyone. And the next thing on my checklist, which kind of piggybacks off the second point that we just talked about, but it's having a secure attachment to yourself. Someone who has a secure attachment to self is someone who is at ease with who they are and they don't try to be someone that they're not and they wholeheartedly accept themselves for who they are and it shows in their self-assured nature. And kind of going back to our last point, having a secure attachment to yourself means that your emotional well-being isn't tied to other people's opinions. That girl doesn't need constant external validation to feel good about herself. She's able to give herself that validation and anything else that someone might say or do is just extra but it doesn't waver how she views or feels about herself and that can go either way and what i mean by this is my boyfriend for example he is very much a words of affirmation kind of person he is always telling me how beautiful and amazing i am which of course i'm grateful for his reassurance and i'm grateful for the sweet things that he tells me but on the days that let's say i feel less than beautiful i feel less than amazing regardless of what he might say to me i know that i am not going to feel those things until i start to believe that about myself like of course it's very nice to hear those things but at the end of the day i have to give myself that self-love and those words of affirmation and really believe those things and i think ultimately having a secure attachment to yourself means that you don't look to others to complete you or to fill any type of emotional voids your self-worth and value is not determined by anything other than you the next thing on my that girl checklist which is something that i've learned to do because of therapy but it's not feeling guilty for setting 
boundaries. So when you're that girl, you understand the importance of setting boundaries and how prioritizing yourself is not selfish, but actually a fundamental act of self-love. This is something that I've actively been practicing since I've been home. I have a lot of people who are relying on me right now, who are asking for my time and my attention, and obviously I'm happy to give that to them, but I also am not hesitant to say no either when I do need time to myself. So for example, this week, I definitely have had to put my own needs aside and help my family a little bit more with just helping around the house, helping my sisters with their homework, cooking, running errands, things like that, which is fine and I'm grateful to be here to do those things. But at the end of the week, I had to get out of the house so that I could get some work done. So I decided to go to a coffee shop and have the afternoon to myself to kind of focus get the things that I needed to get done done and I did not feel guilty for doing that for taking a moment to myself and honestly by not feeling guilty about setting boundaries and putting myself first I am also able to maintain a better balance in the long run and avoid burning out and I can continue to show up for the people that I love without sacrificing my own well-being. I think it's really important to recognize that to be the best version of yourself, you still need to allocate time and energy to your own needs and your own goals. The next thing on my checklist is not taking things personally. What I've really come to learn is that people's opinions or actions are often a reflection of their own issues, their own emotions, rather than it being a reflection of myself. And this is something that definitely takes practice. But once you do learn not to take things personally, whether it's positive or negative, you really begin to feel more confident in who you are as a person and you really do feel like that girl. And a great book that I suggest if you're struggling to not take things personally is the book The Four Agreements. I'm sure you've heard of it or you've seen people talk about it, but it's a very short and easy read. One of the agreements is to not take things personally. And in that book, the author does a great job at going more in depth with this topic. But it's honestly been so freeing to not take things personally, to understand that the way that people treat you, whether it's in a positive way or a negative way, is simply a reflection of who they are, of how they feel, and not of you. The next thing on my checklist is keeping promises to yourself and showing up for yourself. I think that keeping promises to yourself is a fundamental part of being that girl. That girl knows that self-discipline is the key to personal growth and success. And when you do stick to your commitments and you show up for yourself, it shows your dedication to your goals and your dreams and I've definitely been practicing this while being home. It's been incredibly challenging to show up for myself but I've been doing it. Maybe not perfectly but I've still been showing up regardless whether it's doing my morning routine, going on my daily walk, my evening routine, you know whatever goals that I've set for myself that day and consistently keeping promises to yourself also helps build a sense of trust and confidence in yourself and you know that you can rely on yourself to follow through with your commitments the next thing on my that girl checklist is being an action and solution oriented person and i don't know if this is because i'm the oldest and i have been conditioned to kind of figure things out on my own and i never really had anyone to show me the way but i am such an action oriented type of person in order to be that girl you understand that 
to make things happen, you need to take action and you don't wait for things to happen for you. You you are proactive in seeking out those opportunities and taking the necessary steps to create the life that you want. I can say that being proactive has gotten me opportunities and taken me places that I'm not sure would have happened if I had not taken the initiative and, and if I just would have waited around for something to happen to me. And I also think that when you're that girl, you don't allow yourself to stay stuck for too long when you're faced with challenges and obstacles. You find a way to kind of navigate the situation. You're action-oriented, you're in problem-solving, and instead of dwelling on issues, you take the necessary steps to overcome them. Okay, and the last thing on my That Girl checklist is to be always elevating in all ways. So this is actually a part of my Instagram bio. If you go look at it, I was trying to come up with something that kind of encompasses who I am as a person, what I share, what I do, and it's always elevating in all ways. So to me, this represents my desire or my love for improving myself mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, in all ways essentially. And something I'm always working on is reminding myself that I can appreciate and be grateful for who I am and for where I am in my life and still want more for myself and that doesn't make me ungrateful. The idea of always wanting to elevate doesn't stem from feeling unhappy or unsatisfied and always trying to chase something new. It more so stems from the idea that I know that I am deserving and worthy of all the good things that life has to offer me comes from a place of knowing that I have the ability to make it all happen, so why wouldn't I? So that's my daily checklist for being that girl. This is just a guideline of the things that I focus on, I do, I embody on a daily basis that really help me to feel like the best version of myself, to help me continue feeling like that girl and elevate in my life. And I really hope that you enjoyed today's conversation. I hope it inspires you to maybe create your own checklist of what are all the things that help you to feel like that girl, to help you feel like the best version of yourself and finding ways to slowly incorporate those things into your daily life. But that is all I have to say for today's episode. I honestly think I'm getting sick because I'm feeling very drowsy. My voice is giving out. My nose is stuffy. So I am going to end this episode here. Again, I hope that you enjoyed. If you did, I would so appreciate if you could write and review the podcast. Be sure to check out our sponsors for today's episode. If you haven't already caught up with some of my YouTube vlogs, definitely do that. The links to everything will be in the show notes. That is all I have to say. So as always, until next time, remember to just glow with it.